Welcome to the show. I'm Daver. What up? I'm Chad. Chandler's back again. Uh, Chad and Chandler may or may not be about to redeem these nuts. <laughs> uh, Do nice. our best. We no have, promises. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're not aware, we uh, had a little uh, wagering involved with Full Gear 2023. And out of the point system, I ended up winning. And Chad and Chandler were the two um, L-words. Uh, you can say it. We're so, losers. Yeah. We're failures. I, I, I didn't like want to, to say I, it. It was more like uh, golf or Jeopardy, right? The lowest scores. I won the, uh, the, the right to eat some death nuts. Ooh. I did not, but we'll we'll keep that optimism going. <laughs> keep that. Um, yeah, we're actually going to. Uh, yeah, by the way, I got a total of twenty five points, and Chandler and Chad got a total of twenty, uh, giving them the tie. Uh, during our review of AEW Collision uh, for eleven twenty five twenty three. Uh, we're gonna start off right off the bat with a uh, little nut eating, uh, one one, uh, or death nut challenge. Uh, yeah, I think the way it works is there are five ind- individual bags, each gradually becoming hotter as they go. Um, I think we're gonna do it to where you. I think we discussed it th- every thirty seconds. I, I was thinking uh, just at the beginning of each segment. So like every every match, right? Or right at the beginning of every segment. Yeah, just yeah. Eat the yeah. bag. Yeah. Maybe not every like Perfect. backstage promo, but there is like five matches. Yeah, yeah five so matches, think, five you know. bags. Works. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So every match, Chad and Chandler are gonna eat a uh increasing level of death nut. <laughs> Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, this is going to be our first uh, challenge fulfilled for a pay-per-view prediction. Should be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see. We're going to start with uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Daniel Garcia. Now, before we get too wanna... far into this match, Dave, we don't have to talk about it too much, but did a... Something else happened at the same time as Collision this week? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, oh, yeah. That Survivor Series thing? War Games. Uh, uh, someone returned. R- Randy Our Orton? truth, baby. Our, Our truth, truth is back. He got a pop. He got a good pop. It was an awful like backstage ad, but... All right. I just uh, wanted to bring that up. Like, it's always yeah. other cool stuff going on in wrestling. If there's ever a big TNA show, we'll have to bring that up. But yeah, and uh, CM Punk showed up. But uh, yeah, Maybe. so we're gonna go ahead and. Uh, oh, I uh, told you so. I forgot, but I called it. If you watched that video I made where Triple H responded to us grapple sauce guys, uh, I correctly predicted that CM Punk will be there multiple hours before the show. Just gonna put it out there. So. You heard it here first, guys. You heard it here first. You ready, Chad? Right. Cheers, my friend. Clinky. I uh, tweeted out 
before he returned. Ooh, level one, pretty hot. That's that's got some Reaper in there for sure. For now, I uh, tweeted out before the big return. I'm gonna laugh when all the Chicago fans cry when they go home. I feel like a dummy now. <laughs> Sorry to chew with my mouth open. They were teasing it on the night. Uh, did was that a real <laughs> WWE tweet that they tweeted where he was like cross legged and like sitting on on the ground with like a really nice? That was really them. I thought that was fake. I mean, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I imagine so. They've been posting not <laughs> fucking stuff about CM Punk. <laughs> wow, one is rough. What are the rest of these like? I mean, I'm not like bummed. Like, I'm a little bummed that I didn't get to do it. Like, I will. I'll lose. I will. I'll, I'll uh, take number five for you, Dave. Because I'm kind of with chat. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do more. I love that was. Mild. I love the bread. I love the bread. That was mild, Chad. Mild. I might mute myself, boy. Hiccup, but I'll, I'll join back in. So, Dave, let's yeah, start yeah. talking about collision. Uh, yeah, you take your time. All right, we got Claudio <laughs> Castagnoli. Yeah, yeah, don't touch the eyes. Uh, versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, Claudio looked dominant, as we all thought he would. Lots of European uppercuts. Uh, powerful man. Uh pretty mismatched uh match in my mind um definitely knew the outcome before the match even started uh <laughs> one little thing i caught uh garcia was on the outside about to uh knee or kick claudio while he was sitting in a chair and it had to have been a family member did you catch Garcia kissing a small child on the head no. right before he fucking grabbed this kid's head and like fucking ran for Claudio in the chair? Would have um, been the adrenaline anyway. in his soul. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cody Rhodes. Uh, but I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, Claudio had an answer for everything Garcia threw at him. Uh. And Claudio ended up winning with a Ricola bomb. Garcia tried to get Claudio in the sharpshooter, but that got reversed into Claudio applying the sharpshooter to Garcia for the win. Uh, yeah, and we're in the blue league for the Continental Classic. Uh, last week on Dynamite, we started the gold league. I guess the big takeaways with that was... Uh, Let's see. Jay White beating Roosh. We had John Moxley beating Mark Briscoe. And Swerve beating Jay Lethal. I don't think we really uh, had for... a chance. Sorry. I'm talking a sec. I was just saying for the uh, Continental Classic. Uh, but yeah, that was the Gold League. We're into the blue. Uh, what were you about to say? We haven't had a chance to really talk about um, like the leagues. Who do we think is better? Um, 
I'm a gold leaguer. Hate to say it. We got Swerve. Um, since the pay-per-view, I've started really liking Jake White, funny enough. Like, I really liked him on Dynamite. I know we're not going to talk about it, but... Um, and then you got Moxley. Mark Briscoe had a great match with him. Roosh is going to be entertaining. So I feel like on the Gold League, there's five really cool people. And then the Blue League, it's debatable. A lot more debatable. Yeah. Yeah, the Blue League's pretty even. But, like, you know, Brody Eddie, also really good. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, I think the Blue League's definitely a little more even, where the other one's like, here's all your stars. Enjoy. Yeah. Here's all the big names and the guy who's on Ring, Honor, Ring of Honor a lot, so... Who's going to win that? Maybe it'll be lethal. But this match itself, I did like. I felt like this would have been a like a fun one for Daniel Garcia to win. And I wasn't disappointed when Claudio won because he's going to do great. But I, I just kind of wanted him to win this one. Yeah. I'm big fan of what Garcia's doing with that dance. Uh, definitely getting over organically with the fans, which is always a plus. Um, yeah. Really liking Garcia. Um, yeah, after that, we've got a backstage segment. Uh, oh, actually, I am... Back that up. Uh, after that, we've got another match. Uh, no, you two are happy to hear that. Oh, my God. Uh, we've got... We've got uh, newly christened Kill Switch versus the boys they were not masked what the hell the hell tony khan you're ruining my boys i have to eat nuts because of you (laughs) oh they're not wearing the mask can they eat can they be fed without a mask without a beak i think i'm too emotional to kind of like cover this because the boys are some of my favorite people right now like they're so silly and goofy (laughs) and so like don't tell me Tony Khan doesn't care about the boys anymore. Cheers. Oh, yep, down the hatch. The tell me about the flavor. Wasn't as bad. Yeah. Oh, never mind. There it is. <laughs> I ain't saying shit. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I get a lot gone. of the Reaper. That nice sweetness. Um. Yeah, you, you're you're well acquainted with the California Reaper, Dave. But uh, yeah, I get a Carolina. lot of the Reaper in there. Yep. Woo! You're, deli- you're delirious. Yeah, this is gonna be a long, weird show. <laughs> cool, man. The more entertaining for our people, the better. Uh, wow. Yeah, love it. I am sweating. Um, yeah. If you're liking seeing two. Uh, Grapple sauce boys eat hot nuts. Go ahead and uh, give us a like. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe too, because we're going to do this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll agree with Chad. They're not as bad, but they're still bad. Like, yeah, no. I'm, uh, oof. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're doing this for full gear. (laughs) What are we going to do for World's End, Chad? I heard you had a good idea. I had a proposition. It's not spicy, and it's more funny than anything. Woo! You have to chug a can of woo. Okay. Wow. Right before we start, 
Yeah. Man. I don't know if it's any good. Mm. I just thought it was hilarious because I keep seeing it promoted on the show. So I, I did put that down as one of my notes. I'm getting ahead. But with Dynamite and this, I'm a little tired of seeing the Woo logo already. And I was like, I, I love it. Really? Huh? I like Because it's vintage. Old, okay. long, flowy hair, Ric Flair. And I like that. My tongue just won't stop burning, guys. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't this is, stop. This is getting rough. I don't. I think I'll have to stop at three. I hate to say it. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. This is this is way more brutal than I thought it was going to be, and I'm good with spice, but this is awful. <laughs> well, it just lingers. And yeah, burns, and you can't do anything. And you know we're talking, and that makes it worse. I'll do most of the talking. <laughs> what happened in this match? <laughs> Um, all right, uh, handicap match, which I thought was kind of kind of fun. Um, again, where's Dalton Castle? Uh, he needs to be out there supporting and or feeding the boys. Uh, we got kill Don't switch give the boys death nuts. With... Yes, never Don't do feed it. them that. They're too young and innocent. Um, we got. Kill switch winning with a big lariat to a boy. Uh, then he choke slams the boy into a chair. <laughs> uh, Adam Copeland comes out and hits kill switch uh, in the back with a chair, does a cross face with the chair. Uh, actually, the metal bar part of a chair, he did a cross face on kill switch. Uh, love it. Extra aggressive. Uh, it's like Adam Copeland just snapped. I'm really liking it. Uh, he gives Kill Switch a concerto. Kill Switch tries to get up slowly, but then he gives them another, or no, a curb stomp, then another concerto just to put down the big guy. Um, I'm kind of into the name. I thought Christian was going to demask luchasaurus also what i thought was going to happen i think he should maybe just get a new mask or something to uh clear up that lawsuit that i believe is still ongoing about the likeness and the mask and everything which i'm not sure if you two know about but no uh totally a thing that's why he disappeared uh, yeah, was, on tv for a while right yeah it's still not resolved Damn. Uh, yeah, it was actually like a, a Halloween mask company designed that mask, uh, and it was like f available to the public, you know, basically. And uh, yeah, so we got an extra aggressive Adam Copeland. After that, we get him backstage with Lexi Nair. Uh, she wants to know what set him off, and Christian Cage's comment about breaking his neck is what set him off um december 6th in montreal canada he uh <laughs> he wants a tnt title match uh yeah intense promo uh 10 out of 10 great promo um all right we've got a Another match. <laughs> Before we, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the Adam Copeland stuff, just because I remember him from WWE. 
he would sometimes do stuff like that with the crossface with the chair bit, but um, also I'm going to take a break. I'll eat this at the FTR match. So, Yeah, yeah, good call. I'm right there with you. Man, these things are whipping my ass. I'm going to go get something else to drink. <laughs> my water won't uh, be yeah, enough. Yeah, uh, one of the criticisms when Adam came in was like, oh, he's kind of boring white meat, white meat baby face, and it's kind of nice to see him do that but i kind of feel like every big pop they kind of have to do that because people are so excited to see them like cm punk um christian uh you know everybody's kind of did even brian danielson like they kind of come in and they're sort of generic and boring for a minute uh, before they can really start digging into the character because just because people are so excited to see them and uh i'm really happy to see them are like really kind of becoming that um that more intense version of himself um i wrote there i think he's finally yeah, reaching his final form like just pissed off intense he'll do whatever it takes to do what needs what he needs to do so yeah definitely um good to see because um i did not want to see that from a, just that boring kind of generic happy to be here guy he called him jay he's going real yeah. he's shooting from the hip yeah, yeah. When you call another wrestler by their real name, you know it's real. Like a little while back, when Eddie Kingston called Jay Lethal by his real name in a right. promo, you know it's real. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, kind of feel like Adam Copeland might kind of hit that stride, like Brian Danielson, like like you said, Chad. They've hit their final form, and they're finally just free to do what they want to do at the end of their career so yeah i'm happy for him uh was it wasn't christian like that because he came back and he was not maybe not generic but he was just whatever he was a base with the lucha boy and jungle boy and luchasaurus right yeah he, he, was, he was literal thing was just i was gonna i'm gonna outwork everyone and he was just kind of almost the most generic version of like the generic car wrestler until uh until all of a sudden he uh worked everyone and your father's dead that's yeah. what got him over and just your father's dead so he can do it i can do it how you doing chandler i'm doing let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> all right uh next match Malachi Black and teaming with Buddy Matthews, which I kind of liked. I've never seen them team together. Um, versus Commander and <laughs> some goober named Gravity. Uh, I've seen him before. Uh, he's definitely green. He's clunky. He's not refined. He definitely needs some work. Uh, I feel the match went way too long. Um, that should not have even been a challenge for Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. Um, Commander got to do his little rope walk dive that he does or tries to do every match. And the House of Black end up winning with a curb stomp from Buddy Matthews to Commander. And uh, yeah. Man, I I really exactly liked I the Buddy Math Buddy Murphy uh, Malachi combo. Their their tandem finisher was fucking awesome. 
just I'm it? just gonna sit here and you're gonna crawl to me and then you're gonna get curb stomped out of nowhere. That was that was kind of evil and dope. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know. It, when I watch AEW, I feel like there's one move specifically that they kind of focus on. And this week it's been the curb stomp because Moxley hit it on dynamite, which makes sense because you had to step it up a notch to beat Briscoe. Ooh, Edge did it. Adam Copeland, sorry, but he had a big feud with Rollins. And then Buddy Matthews did it because he was his protege for a while. So kind of oh. interesting. That's a fun connection. It was in the time of Rob where no one watched. So if you didn't remember, it's not your fault. Huh. Fair. Speaking of which, I got a text from uh, the Daver before. He said he's even considering watching Raw. Yeah. Uh, well, let me re- refine that. Let me let me backtrack. I'll watch the CM Punk segment. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna wait for that shit to show up on YouTube. I don't think I can sit through a three-hour show. Well, it's starting it's, in I, thirty minutes, so we have to run the end this shortly if we want to watch it. Um, yeah, I, I text that to Chandler, and he reminded me. Or which one of you said it was three hours long? <laughs> one of you two did. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, mm, and yeah, I, no, I don't think you do. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I rethought Smackdown my decision for me. I remember before AEW was around, like, I would like randomly be watching TV and be like, oh, it's Monday. Let me just see what wrestling looks like right now. And I couldn't even watch it at that point. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll watch the uh, CM Punk segment on YouTube. <laughs> How about that? How about it? <laughs> Not a bad plan. Um, uh, then we get like a really weird, maybe production error, maybe a TBS error. Uh, we get the beginning of uh, Darius Martin and Action Andretti uh, doing a little promo. It was supposed to be the big return of Dante Martin. Uh, but it like got cut off and commercial hit right in the middle of a sentence. Then it came back one commercial later and then it abruptly cut again. Uh, but yeah, they, they replayed it later, but, uh, yeah, Dante Martin, yay back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I actually watched mine on Hulu and I saw it as it should have aired. So I think it was a TBS thing because, uh, when they were like, hey, so that was messed up, or we're going to replay it later. Like, it, it wasn't for me, so I got a little confused. Yeah, I watched it on Fight oh, TV. Oh, weird. It was completely fine, but I thought it was weird that they wrote or they showed it twice, essentially. So I wrote it down the first time, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And then they showed it again, and I was like, who the fuck is this? They're not saying who he is. So <laughs> it's kind of like a small negative I had for a new fan. Like, I'm not the only new person who, like, I at least have wrestling fan. What if I just turned on the TV and they went, hey, I'm back. And I was like, who? Who is this? Like, so I think they need they needed to do something like, oh, this is top flight. They won this. They did this. They beat this person. For me to go, oh, they beat the Young Bucks at one point. That's cool. But I don't know anything about them. Yeah, really good point, actually. Uh yeah, no context. <laughs> but again, they didn't even say his name. He just went, I'm back. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. 
So after that, we get a TBS championship match, the first title defense of Julia Hart. Um, she faced Lady Frost, uh, which I love her work. Uh, we saw her live uh, in Seattle. Um, yeah, great, great match. Uh, Julia looked great with the belt coming to the ring and posing with it. Uh, I like Lady Frost. She's a former gymnast. She's powerful. She's acrobatic. Uh, yeah, great, great match. Uh, at one point, Julia Hart clotheslined Lady Frost when she was sitting in a chair on the ramp. Uh, Julia Hart ended up winning with the Heartless Lock and retaining her TBS championship. Uh, how do you like the uh, beginning of the title reign of Julia Hart, Chad? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think the packaging is great. Uh, I think it's interesting how she's kind of sort of becoming the face or the, almost like the leader of the House of Black because, you know, they they took her under the wing and then she's the one that kind of emerged as the sort of the most interesting personality. Uh, but it was a great match. The uh, the handless cartwheel that Lady Frost did to avoid on the apron to avoid the, that little area was pretty insane. The timing on that was unreal. Uh, but all in all, I thought it was a good first outing for her as champ. Uh, Chandler, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I had a very tiny nitpick for this match. It wasn't even like the match. It was before it started. Uh, I've never heard of Lady Frost before. So to see someone with a zero and one record come out after the champ was a little like, uh, I don't know why we're doing that. But like, again, very small. This match was great. It's great to see Julia Hart. Um, I might be wrong. You guys have been watching her longer than I, but it feels like they're emphasizing her lariats a bit more since she won with it at uh, full gear, which I think that's cool. I mean, when a wrestler either adopts a new move or starts using a new move more, and then they really rapidly put it into their moveset, I think that's cool. Yeah. And she hasn't overdone it, and, you know, clean win for her. Nothing wrong with that. Oh yeah, the other thing I like too, which uh, they brought back the um, the house rules. Oh I yeah, that was kind of cool too. I like. I mean, kind of. It's one of those things that, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That house rules is for everyone in the House of Black, not just trios matches or tag team matches. So it's cool that they're doing that. Maybe if uh, maybe if one of the guys ever got a single title too, they'd do that too. But yeah. No, yeah, and I'm I'm really liking how the uh, the House of Black have kind of become the antagonists of Collision. They just pop up everywhere and ruin everyone's day. I think that's uh, that's kind of a pretty smart move for them to have that sort of ongoing thread throughout the show. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, great first title defense. Uh, she looks like a million bucks coming out with that belt, that presentation, that just cherry on top with that shiny, shiny belt. Uh, yeah, keep it coming. I'd, I'd like her to have that belt for a while. Um, hopefully they can even evolve her even more into, uh, you know, pretty big, big, big deal. So, yeah, I really loved it. Um, 
After that, we get a backstage segment with Lexi Nair with Don Callis and Will Hobbs. Uh, we got Don Callis whining about Kenny and Chris Jericho getting a title shot. But he's right. Yeah. Didn't uh, <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Was this the bit where? Oh no 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 no! That's the Ricky Starks promo. We'll wait for that because they stole Chad's line. Uh, looks like uh, Will Hobbs has a new catchphrase slash T-shirt, which I really like. Um, I'm a little leery about buying and wearing the shirt, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but his uh, catchphrase is, I'm big, I'm black, and I'm jacked. Love it. Uh, the shirt really gave me like a just simple like Stone Cold 316 vibe. Like, just black shirt with white lettering. Fucking simple. Uh, yeah, really like it. Um, yeah. Let's see. After that, we've got FTR versus The Righteous. Um, I'm really starting to uh, enjoy The Righteous. They're growing on me. Uh I did not write that down, but it's kind of the same way. I wrote FTR must really love these guys because I feel like they keep on wrestling them. Um, I don't know. Maybe this match wasn't that great, but I'm still not really like that into them. But tell us about it, Dave. What happened? Well, a little uh, cool information. Uh, FTR was voted number one tag team in the world oh. in uh Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, pretty neat. That's cool. And uh, I actually want to see another... that list. Like, top five, top ten. Sorry, continue. Um, and another question I have, where was Jake the Snake? Are these getting easier? Did they, like, mislabel them? Or where was just La- getting a, a acclimated to them? Where was Lance Archer then, too? You know, I know they mentioned Jake the Snake Roberts, and I'm totally not stalling to eat these, but... I know they did mention them, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, they were mentioned. Uh, but yeah, um, we did get, get kind of a botch. I don't know if you noticed some Dax tried to dive off the top turnbuckle onto uh, maybe Vincent. I can't remember. <laughs> uh but yeah, they were covered with that. Um, we got Dutch giving one hell of a power bomb to uh can't remember Dax or Cash. Um uh, FTR win with the Shatter Machine. Uh kind of the <coughs> main part of this match slash segment was Malachi Black. Uh in the house of black coming out to kind of mess with FTR. The lights go out. They come out. We get Malachi black, uh, <laughs> calling Cl- Claudio Cesaro and he name drop CM Punk. I missed also. the Cesaro bit, but I did notice the CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, the brotherhood they thought they had in AEW. Uh, doesn't exist. Ooh. I Damn. thought they were getting easier. They're getting easier, it's right? Creeping up. 
Nope, that's it. I'm done. Not it's creeping it. up. It is I'm getting sorry. awful. I'm done. I want to finish this. I want to enjoy the rest of my night. I'm not eating those. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Holy fuck. It's just getting worse and worse. Well, when it starts... I vow. <laughs> when it's my turn, I'm going to eat all of them. Good for you, Dave. I want, I want to see you try. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, House of Black coming back out. Um, I can confirm they were there and they're still targeting FTR. How about you, Chad? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am tripping balls now. All right. Uh, yeah, no, next match. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After that, we get our little redo for the Dante Martin return backstage segment. Hey guys, he's back. After that, you see he's him? back. He's back. Who is he? He's Who back. Even is he? He. Uh, <laughs> then we get a uh, Tony Schiavone segment with Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Uh, Big Bill talks about making it back to the top and uh having a problem with drinking in the past and uh overcoming everything uh i found it to be quite the baby face promo that he cut and then he lost me when he started rambling on about basketball and bubble gum and uh something else uh but yeah uh and what was it that uh, Ricky Stark said? I'll say it. He called Jericho a clout vampire, which is what Chad says a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you just... You didn't hear that from anywhere, Chad? Oh, you I'm sure I that? have. I, I listen to so many podcasts. He stole it from you. That's yeah, maybe did. Ricky's a fan. Watch his grapple sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky's a fan. Triple um, H is a fan. Um... You know, I liked the beginning where he was like, I had a drinking problem, now I'm at the top. And I was like, you know what? Good for you, Big Bill, because I was one of those haters, because you were real shit. You were real shit. But now he's um, he's better. And then it ended poorly. Like you said, Dave, he just kind of rambled and I got bored. So Yeah. I don't watch basketball, but I know all those guys are real good. That kind of made me laugh. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely Jericho is a clout vampire. Um, then we get a little recap of the Continental Classic, uh, and the gold team winners and who they're facing next. After that, we get finally a Keith Lee match, uh, Keith Lee versus Lee Moriarty. Uh, they do a little, uh, martial artsy kind of stuff in the beginning we get a roundhouse kick from uh, keith lee but he missed it uh we get keith lee uh winning with a big uh power body slam uh real old school move uh looked good he was uh, definitely uh you know way too powerful for lee moriarty um 
After that, we get Keith Lee backstage with Lexi Nair, and he is going after someone, and they know who they are. Are they finally finishing the story? Oh, I didn't even you think know about who I'm talking about. I was thinking of Miro. Just a big beefy boy to go after. Yeah. Or and um, I, I uh, what's his face was mentioned too. The guy that trained uh, Moriarty, Shane Taylor. Yeah, they already yeah. did their thing though. Oh, true. They, they've had their match. And Swerve is busy until like at least December thirtieth. So hey, Keith Lee can cost Swerve. Or, well, no, nobody at ringside. No, so he can't. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe he can some pull some shenanigans and cost him a match. Yeah, or he multiple. can walk in and hit Swerve's opponent. Big matches for next week, though. I'm really excited for Jay White and Swerve. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That should be a banger for sure. Um, did either of you hear about uh, Jay White being frustrated with his booking? I don't blame him. It wasn't great. I mean, a one-legged MJF still beat him. So, yeah, yeah, they could have booked it differently and had the same outcome and made him look a lot stronger. Yeah, they didn't need the injury angle at all. Period. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've said our piece on that. <laughs> oh, um, so now that we're kind of getting to the last Continental Classic match, I'm gonna rant a little bit, but we'll see how long I can do it. What's up with these stupid titles? They're at ringside for every match, but Eddie Kingston is still the champ, but Brody King beat him, so he's not the champ. But they're at the table. So what the fuck is going on? He's not the champ. He doesn't have them. He relinquished them, but he's still the champ. Is he the champ until the tournament's over? Is that what we're doing? I think just the winner gets all of them now, uh, which kind of negates the whole purpose of his promo. I just, I, uh, they're over, like, I just, watching the promos and going like, okay, Continental Classic, I get to see Swerve Moxley, Swerve White, all this shit down the line. I want to see that. But when they get to the end, I don't really care who wins. I don't want Swerve to win this, because... I don't want him to win a new title. I want him to win yeah. the title. He needs to, yeah, he needs to be in the main main title picture. So I don't know. I I'm I'm still letting it play out. I'm not out or anything, but it is kind of annoying how they almost had like they had a T set up and a perfect home run and they fucked it up a little bit. Here's a question. Did they sneakily unify the Ring of Honor World Championship? With the TV one? It's a triple crown now. Oh, so the, the Continental, the New Japan one, and the Ring of Honor? I think so. Excuse yeah, yeah. Oh, nobody's oh. mentioned the TV since uh, Joe dropped it. Well, no. The, uh, so Eddie's two the titles world... from the Continental title yeah. are now one title. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they unified the the Art Ring of Honor World Championship. So are they going to put the TV title on someone soon so they can have a singles title, or are we just going to not a tournament. Oh, They've got is? a tournament. I did. Yeah. I missed that. Okay. Yep. 
but yeah, so that kind of gets me thinking like, what does that mean for ring of honor? Like if they don't have a world championship division, <laughs> you know, maybe they are like the TV title will be the biggest one or the one that Yuta just won will be the biggest one. But if you're taking one title away from ring of honor, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, I, a while back I've said, you know, might be a hot take, but I want them to unify all of them. <laughs> Every yeah, no, like Ring unless they become title. their own separate entity with their own show and their own talent, there's no reason because like it's just it's getting silly. Yeah. Um, people aren't buying the uh, honor whatever package, whatever week weekly thing, like yeah. Honor club? honor club yeah it's just not doing great uh, i would watch ring of honor every week if it were available not behind a paywall yeah so yeah uh interesting yeah got me thinking about that we basically unified a belt uh but yeah we finally made it to our main event for collision uh this is a blue league match for the continental classic Eddie Kingston versus Brody King. Hard hitting match. Hard, hard hitting match. Both men clearly, clearly are going to beat the shit out of each other. Um, we got a giant cross body to Eddie Kingston from Brody King on the barricade outside. Brody beats Eddie until he can't stand. The ref literally <laughs> has to check on him. Uh, Kingston takes Brody down with a big lariat. Brody kicks out of a spinning back fist. We get a epic chop exchange, a DDT to Brody King for a two count. We get an exploder suplex, a half and half suplex. A backdrop driver uh, still couldn't do it. Two count to Brody King. Uh, yeah, Eddie couldn't get the job done. Brody King ends up winning it with Dante's Inferno. Uh, what a shock win. The underdog I, took it. I was, Well, first <laughs> of all, that big guy being the underdog is crazy to think of, but you're not wrong. But yeah, I honestly thought this would be the first time well, like, you know, you it, keep this stupid fucking, like, you're not killing this Kingston title story in this first match. Like, he already lost. He's not the champ anymore. Don't call him it anymore. He just lost. Brody King's the champ now. But anyways, I thought Brody King looked great. I loved him at full gear. And so I'm really glad that of the House of Black members, they chose him to kind of carry that mantle. I think it's a great uh, pick. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this match, honestly. Like, I'm still not the biggest fan of Eddie Kingston. I hate to say it. I haven't had like a match. Like, everyone who loves Eddie Kingston is like, oh, he's one of the best. And then I watch all these matches, and I'm like, oh, they're like fine. They're good. Yeah, his his wrestling is is what it is. He's all about character and promo. So, unless you watch like a full feud, like uh, him and Punk. Um, like I got it. Just yeah, like yeah. Then honestly, you're probably not gonna really appreciate kind of what he's about until you like see a full good feud with him in it. I'll tell you what you really need to watch, Chandler. Writing. It you down. need to watch 
you need to watch Eddie Kingston's passionate backstage rally after Brody Lee died. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was unreal. It's sad, but you you like think of the man in a completely different like way i feel like once you know like he had everyone in that like backstage area like he just did a passionate speech you know in front of everyone like trying to get everyone together and like yeah you got to watch it that's the good kind um, of sad right the sad that you need in your life yeah we yeah, we've, yeah. Dealt, we've dealt with a horror like tragic passing how are we going to move on yeah, exactly. It it made you feel feels and uh no, it was it was the what you needed right at that time, I thought. Yeah. Um yeah. Jeez. Remember um, remember when Brody passed away? You were online. We were working at the same uh, both at Cornelius Pass. I like walked up to you and was like, Is this for real? I showed you my phone. We were both like <laughs> Yeah, John Huber. Nice. Yeah, I genuinely didn't think it was real. I remember being like, "No way!" And then, like WWE acknowledged it. They were like, "Luke Harper, John Huber has passed," and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, whenever the big companies tweeted out, you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, because I get that a lot. I don't know about you guys, or at least when I was younger, I used to get a lot of like, "Ex celebrity oh, yeah. is dead," and the only way I would check it out, I wouldn't go to Google. I'd go to Twitter, and if it was trending, they actually died. So, yeah. but I mean, back to back to at least uh, collision here. Um, Eddie's selling was actually really good. Now that I just said I didn't like him, that was a note I had, and I re- like remembering the match back. He looked like he was yeah. dying. I, I loved him uh, when he got that Irish whip, and when he started a sprint, then he just collapsed mid 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 whip. That was awesome. I think that's when the ref went to check him out. Like, oh shit, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah, well, just like he ate a couple bags of uh, death nuts. <laughs> go eat one of the death nuts and then go work a match. No yeah. thanks. Uh, but no, that I love him building up to getting those suplexes off. I thought that was kind of a, a interesting story. It was it was great storytelling for the whole match. Like they they both had good stories to tell, and I thought, uh, yeah, it was a great good main event. Um, <laughs> it's weird because Collision's kind of for me becoming my my favorite show of the week. I feel like it's the most even. It's never like hits like the highs of some shows but it's never all that low either it's always just very reliable for me and it's uh i don't know really always really enjoyable um they did actually do a live rampage before collision this week too did you watch it which i i didn't realize it until i turned on hulu live tv for i got the last little part of uh wheeler yuda versus shibata um yeah, that was the main event. Uh, Great Wheeler Yuta. Yuta got that. He he got that uh, ROH Pure Championship back. I hope he kind of just stays in Ring of Honor for a bit. Like I don't really dislike him, but he's got a Ring of Honor title now. You know where to go. Yeah, he's he yeah he's not you know not even like upper mid card yet in AEW. So um, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad Tony Khan resisted the urge to put all four BCC members in. Um, but that is interesting. That means we will get Brian Danielson versus Claudio. That's kind of cool. Hell yeah. 
Who you got for that? Yeah. Um, I think Danielson is winning every single one of his matches. It, maybe not the final, but I think he's. I. This is the Brian Danielson G one. Yeah. I don't. Who does he lose to in that blue bracket? Maybe Garcia again. Maybe. Mm. And then who? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he's kind of definitely the most leveled up person in that bracket for sure. Who knows? Um, So, Chandler, uh, I guess, what was your high point of the episode? I I don't know if I really had one. There wasn't like one thing on the show that like blew you know what i'll say the uh adam copel and i was kind of dealing with the death nut so i couldn't talk about it that much and like very clearly but the whole adam copel and shit was really entertaining and like it was a really cool and serious adam copel and that i felt like i haven't seen ever or maybe i mean i wasn't watching but since like the early ruthless aggression like 03 to 06 or so that's when you got this edge so it's good that he's back um again i like these promos where they just like send the person away they're like i'm gonna just yell into the camera and you believe it low point um boys being squashed boys being unmasked not squashed because they shouldn't beat luchasaurus but them being unmasked is kind of too far tony Khan. Okay. How about you, Chad? Uh, let's see. I actually even remember to write down highs and lows. Uh, for me, um, I actually had kind of two things sort of tying in my brain. Um, I actually really liked the uh, Big Bill Ricky Starks promo. Um, I think I was kind of having a tough time with them nuts, too, when, uh, when you were talking about it. Uh, sorry if this episode is a little uh, a little wonky. I don't think me and Chandler got to do much talking. We we're both busy dying. I tried my best. I yeah. really did. We oh. couldn't even no, finish that was, this yet. I'm pretty good at spicy stuff, and that messed me up. So I, I had my hats off to you. D. You did really well. Thanks. I, oof, I... yeah. And uh, and uh, actually, the storytelling of the main event. I really enjoyed that main event and uh, how it uh, uh, the story they told. Um, and I actually had uh, a close, close second too. Was the uh, the Copeland thing? So I don't know. Yeah, it was all all in all a very good, good show. Ah, excuse me. What about you, Dave? All right. High point for me. Um, every member of the House of Black competed, and every member of the House of Black won. Uh, Julia Hart being my highlight. Of my favorite moment of the episode, uh, my low point being uh, we're in Pittsburgh and no Britt Baker. Yeah, because she's the devil. Ooh. No, I I've kind of like given up on the devil. I know exactly who it is. It's the you know who most, it isn't. It's Jack Perry. I, I I think it's Jack Perry. Well, you heard the laugh last or on Dynamite. That was a little little <laughs> like. Yeah. I think I think in this case, I don't want to like dog him, but the most boring answer is the answer, and 
I want to see how it works. I think it'll be bad, but I want to see how it works. Maybe like, what if it's like Jungle Boy's the Devil, but it's like all of his henchmen are like really cool. Like it's Okada, fucking all these like I don't know. That would never fucking happen. But it's all these like crazy Japanese guys. I don't know. That's the only way you could like make that interesting. And Goldberg, <laughs> he's under there. He's under there. <laughs> I did want to bring up one little thing. I'm not going to go over all of it. I'm just going to say my high point of Dynamite that we missed. I'm just going to bring it up. That stupid Tony Storm uh, celebration ceremony. That entire thing, I was laughing. It starts with Renee and RJ at the top, and they're just like, all right. And the women's championship goes to Tony Storm. And the second they say it, it goes all black and white, and she's shocked. And she's all coming up. She's bewildered like, God, I they're making it. I didn't have anything prepared, and then she pulls out her notes. They're making it better. They she had the funny glasses. I I don't know, I don't know. And then she tripped, and she blamed Lutha for it. And Lutha was like, I don't know, my bad. So I don't even have a low point. That was my high point of dynamite. Wasn't bad for her. She got the what chance, which is the worst nightmare. They should replace. I'm not just saying they like wrestling fans in general need to change that with the yeah chant from LA Knight because that like you're at least like encouraging the promo because right? you know you say my name is Tony Storm yeah. yeah I won the title at full gear yeah whereas this it's like my name is Tony Storm what and it's like uh. I think I don't who likes doing the what chant anymore who. Ooh. Fringe. Ooh. It's so cringe. Ooh. I'd rather chant CM Punk at Colt Cabana at an AEW show than fucking chant what and fuck someone's promo over. Because a lot of time when they do that, like actually fucks up the worker and they kind of like the promo gets worse a little bit because you oh, throw yeah. them off. Like it's disrespectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of touched on it in the beginning too. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, one Phil Brooks returning to uh, the WWE? Yeah, I mean, Chad and I both watched it. Do you want to start it off, Chad? Or yeah, um, so I was actually at work uh, taking a break, and I checked Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of CM." Holy shit! Uh, drove. When I went, uh, when I went home, and uh, I watched the whole Survivor series when I got home, uh, and first PLE I watched in quite some time. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, there's a few things I noticed during the show itself, which is I've gotten so used to the three man booth in AEW, uh, specifically Michael Cole and Corey Graves. To me, feel very much like computer AI in a video game. It's very they're very generic and scripted. It, it, it was like really putting me out of it, but the match was good. Like, or the matches were good, and then that that pop was incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hunter got everybody. He did the classic. He even jumped in the director's chair, put up the put up the copyright logo. Shows over, and then na 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 na. I popped. I I I was like fuck. I. Uh, I'm pretty cynical about all this willy wony shit, but at the end of the day, I was like, they did a real good job. Um, 
I hope for your WWE's sake and Phil's sake that it all works out because you can see what happens when it doesn't. Uh, Chandler, what, 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 what do you think? So I'll talk about a few things. First of all, your commentator uh, comment. You're not entirely wrong. Michael Cole really needs a good go- like a co-host. And so where people really started liking Michael Cole was when he was with Pat McAfee. So yeah, that's kind of like say McAfee is goaded. That's the best recent one. But McAfee's off to football. He's probably not going to come back and, except for like one off appearances. But now on Raw, he's with Wade Barrett. And it might be a little biased towards myself, but like that's a really fun commentary duo. So I think if you just added Wade Barrett, he would have been able to banter a little bit more with Michael Cole, maybe get Michael Cole to be a little bit more reactionary. And then Corey Graves is Corey Graves. Um, he's there. I don't mind him. But the whole show, I I mean, I liked it. I'd give it like a three out of five or so. Like nothing crazy. It was weird watching like the War Games matches where they kept on bringing in like kendo sticks and shit. And I was just like the whole time, both matches, I was thinking about Swerve and Hangman. Right. And like, I was just thinking about like staples and the chairs and shit. And they're like doing kendo stick shots, and like someone had a chain and like hit them in the stomach. And I was like, you know, I can't compare and I can't complain because I am championing this AEW's not competition, it's alternative. So can't really compare, but I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it, but it was still fun. Uh Randy Orton's pop was fucking huge too. Dude, like, can't he forget was about jacked. that. My god, Randy Orton is like that's one of those. I'm at the point where it's like John Cena. I'm just nostalgic to see him. So if he goes out there, hits his DDT, hits his RKOs, I'm happy. Um, And then with CM Punk, they were fucking teasing that guy on the show. Because I was telling Dave about it. There were multiple backstage segments like in between each match where they were like, dude, Randy's not here. Is Randy going to be here? And then the match started and they got to the final contestant and it's still like he still wasn't there. And people were fucking chanting for CM Punk and shit. Like, yeah, no shit. And then, you know, Randy came out, had his excellent finale to the War Games match. And then there's CM Punk. But yeah, I mean, they showed that copyright logo. And I was like, all right, I can relax. I'm, he's not going to come out. And then the ch And I'm like, fuck, you're kidding me. So that place came unglued. I think they had finally been like, yeah, it's not happening. Like everyone was like, okay, it's not happening. Like, yeah. Now, uh, it's funny, like, um, yeah, I, I used to be a big WWE stan, and then, you know, AEW came along, and I kind of stopped watching, but uh, damn. Uh, like, my my favorite era of WWE was actually um, Triple H's version of NXT, and that was the old NXT. Ah, show's over. Psych. And, uh, yeah, I was like, damn, he, he got me again, you son of a. <laughs> at least he's bringing it back um yeah. dave i know you didn't watch survivor series and maybe you'll watch a couple cm punk seg- cm punk segments but you have anything you're curious about with this cm punk introduction to wwe uh yeah i kind of wish i knew you know maybe how long of a contract he negotiated i think um, they're looking at about like three years is what i heard yeah, they said multi-year, okay. so. Um, I guess something else, too, uh, with me being the uh, bigger AEW fan, uh, 
this like must be pretty embarrassing to AEW. Kind of a, a scar. Uh, do you feel the same way? I don't. I, I think it's apples and oranges personally, but yes and no. Uh, if you had asked me that the moment after Punk debuted, I would have said no, because it's like, ah, whatever. Like, they already fired him. They He was a problem in AEW, so at least they got rid of him. Now, since then, it's only been like two days, but I've been reading up a lot, like just about as much as I can. And supposedly Punk's been saying some shit where it's like AEW was like the little leagues and you couldn't become big in AEW. He only respects the top guys in WWE because they are the top guys of WWE. So it's like shit like that where it's like, uh, like if he comes out with more shit like that and let's say he just buries AEW. I don't think they will because WWE never mentions the other brand. But if he just buries AEW, I think then it would. But we're not there yet. Uh, what do you think, uh, Dave? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be kind of a blow to AEW. Like, at one point, they had CM Punk in their company returning after seven years. You can't really beat his return on Rampage in 2021. Like, I watched the uh, WWE debut the other night and like to me it really didn't have as much impact um after you know he was literally on tv three months ago so uh but yeah i uh thought it was a little interesting too about the uh seth rollins and drew mcintyre uh them being a little angry with the situation um do you think they're both a work i'll tell you why so we'll get to rollins first because that's a bit more like easier to kind of point out because he's been saying for months that he was throwing pot shots at punk like he called him a cancer and shit like that and then he's flipping it off he was angry had to be escorted backstage i think uh the men in the match knew that punk was going to be there right before they went out so the entire time in the match they knew so I'm sure they were like, okay, how are we going to like respond to this, amp this up, and make it a little bit about myself, which isn't a bad thing in wrestling. You are selling yourself. So, I mean, I kind of guess Seth Rollins kudos for it, because he's like, I'll just pretend to be super fucking pissed. I don't want to see this guy. And then at the house show they did, which is always like kind of like a, a flag, if they mention it on a program, they're probably going to do something about it. So Rollins was like, I don't have anything to say about people who left this company and have nothing to add. So it's like, ooh. And then the Drew McIntyre one, you know, that one was also caught on camera, but it was just him storming off. Like, it's like, bell rings, 10 seconds later, he's up the ramp. That, he also mentioned at the house show on Sunday last night. Because he was like, yeah, you guys probably saw me storm the ring. So it's one of those things where, like, I don't think they would be like, oh, my, my real person stormed the ring. And he stormed it before Punk came out. So was it in response to Punk? Maybe it was just him wanting to get out of the way. So I, I personally, Seth Rollins is like 100% of work. McIntyre is like 95% of work, in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, like specifically uh, Seth, he's a he's a company man and he's a Triple H guy. Like, you know, you know him and Triple H probably had at least a bit of a conversation of like, this this is this is what we want you to do, kind of thing. Because uh, yeah, no, I don't think. I think even if uh, even if Seth had a, had a real problem with um, CM Punk, I think he's too much of a professional to uh, like let it come in his way. But uh, who knows? I could be wrong. Well, you got theoretically. See, Rollins keeps that silly title on him till Mania. You got Punk and Rollins in the main event of Night One. Punk gets his long-awaited main event. Doesn't matter if he loses. I can't. I mean. I don't know if I want the Rollins reign to get to Mania, but you got what I'm saying, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's main event night one, Cody Roman main events night two. Like, it is kind of all lining up, but yeah. I'm still interested in see where it goes. Um, other than Rollins and Drew McIntyre, what are some other possible feuds we can get? Uh, Nakamura. Cody, that's really not on the table anymore, or oh, uh, it, it could be. Um, yeah, there's a lot of time between now and WrestleMania. They can do some like little short term stuff. Well, Cody's got to do something from now until at least Rumble, because even if he doesn't win the Rumble, he's gonna be a big part of it. And even if he doesn't win the Elimination Chamber, he's gonna be a big part of it. So, you know, in the two months before then, I don't think Cody and CM Punk ever locked horns. That'd be good promos. Yeah. Speaking of good promos, the one I want to see the most is CM Punk and LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be a raw guy, but still, that would cook. Yeah. As the kiddies say. Um, even like Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns is a completely like you had Roman Reigns in the shit 2010s. Then you have Roman Reigns when CM Punk was around where he was super cool and badass. And then he had his shit run. Then COVID. And now he's back and he's fantastic. So I want to see that Roman Reigns against. I mean, CM Punk is always CM Punk, but CM Punk. Yeah, no. Jesus. Yeah. Roman can actually uh, talk on the mic now, which apparently I can't. Jesus. Uh, like that, also- that'd actually be interesting to see. You also have Paul Heyman. Yep. All right. I got another one for you, gentlemen. All right. Undoubtedly on Raw, here comes CM Punk. Music hits wherever they're at. Crowd goes crazy. He goes to the ring, sits down in the middle with the mic. How does he not sound like a hypocrite? Saying, you know, all the things he said about WWE specifically, they're always going to be like this. They're never going to change. They're not healthy. It's not a good place. How does he not sound like a hypocrite tonight? To me, um, I'm going to bring up the only other comparison. So sorry to keep talking about Cody, but you know, I did follow Cody's career for a while. I know at least in AEW, he was a rambunctious boy. He smashed the the throne with a sledgehammer and shit like that. So he was pretty anti-WWE, and then he left AEW. And I guess the way he phrased it, where he was like, I just want the title my dad didn't hold. And at least that's the, what he said. I'm sure there's other reasons, like money and shit. But at least that was enough for me to go, you know what? 
I can buy it. Like you signed yourself out of that AEW championship. You want the top championship, no matter what promotion you're in. He left AEW, go to WWE, win that title. So I don't know how CM Punk will not look like a hypocrite. He already does look like a hypocrite, but maybe he'll cut such a good promo that we won't worry about it. Yeah, that's kind of what I think he'll do is he's just going to rely on his charisma and his promo skills. Probably just going to no sell it and uh, just go on with business and, uh, you know, just kind of ignore it because, you know, you know him. He Once he gets going on the mic, you kind of forget about all the rest of that shit. At least I, at least I did when he came into uh, AEW. I was like, I was like, guy's kind of a dick, but I can't stop watching him. He's still so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, kind of the way I look at it. Um. <laughs> again, their AEW is not competition. They're an alternative, <laughs> but. The ball is an AEW's court now. Like, how do they respond? Like, what can they... They need to do something big, in my mind, to, like, you know, get some attention. Uh, MJF was pretty, pretty popular. Popular news there for a little while, but, yeah, overshadowed now. I kind of disagree with that just a little bit, because, I mean, AEW did just sign Will Ospreay a few weeks ago. Like, that's... That's not CM Punk, but that's about as close as you can get to CM Punk with free agents right now. Like Monet would be the thing. I think maybe Monet, except there's a lot of reports she's going to double WWE. Mm. I think you just maybe double down on your talent. Say, hey, MJF has signed. Like you announced that full stop. MJF, there was no bidding war of 2024. He's AEW bound because everyone believes it. So, yeah, for me, you just no sell it. Just focus on yourself, because uh, th- this is this is just a moment in time. It's a short term pop, and then what? Like you, you know, you need to uh, project with a bigger picture in mind, which is focus on yourself. Put up consistently good shows, have good storytelling, and because shit, that's kind of what WWE's been doing, uh, and that increases your overall big picture like one pop like a year two years 10 years from now you know the cm punk pop will you know it is what it is but it's it doesn't translate into a good product years from now which is really what they need to do is focus on yourself make the best show you can and uh and like long term that sets you up for success yeah um yeah AEW needs to kind of go into like the mode that WWF had to go in when WCW was red hot and they had to adapt and they had to, you know, go into an attitude era, you know, kind of situation. I think AEW should uh, kind of go down that track and kind of learn, learn from that. Yeah, I think uh, I Ask. think some of the stuff brewing with the Young Bucks actually might help with that too. Um, you know, they they killed being the elite, which now being the Dark Order uh, just came out, uh, and I apparently they're going to come back as probably some sort of cool heel faction. So maybe that might be the start of something like that too. 
I think for me, if I were Tony Khan and CM Punk just was signed and I have a few days till Dynamite, I would rally all my boys in the Continental Classic and just say, hey, go out there and have pay-per-view matches. I'm not saying they haven't been, but like go out there and fucking kill it. Because if we get people, I think that would be some of your best immediate kind of marketing is, hey, AEW is doing this big round robin tournament. You, to us, we're kind of annoyed, but like to a layman, you say they've combined three different promotions belt for one. The layman won't care. We do. They don't. That's that's a cool thing. And you just say, we're having pay-per-view quality matches on weekly free TV. And it's, these guys are killing themselves. And this is not killing themselves, but this is what AEW is, is fantastic wrestling. You supplement it with a good MJF promo, some good other shit like Christian and Adam Copeland. Like, I hate to say just make your product good because it's not like it isn't good. But keep what you're doing and then turn up the notch for this Continental Classic. I think that's what I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely part of it, too. That's one of the things I noticed uh, having not watched a full uh, WWE match for a while was when I was watching the uh, Survivor Series. I was just like, wow, this is a little more slower and pulp plotting than the AEW goes. But like their emphasis is storytelling and characters. Like if I had. Well, I've been watching the build to Survivor Series. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more, but uh, maybe I don't know. So, so build's been going since like I'm not joking, like I don't know, June yeah, okay. earlier. Like, people are like, it was Judgment Day versus all the good guys. Everybody just wanted that feud to end. Like, yeah. they knew since like the summer that it was going to end at War Games, and September and October was. How the fuck are we going to get through this? And they just rebooked the same match over and over. Kind of why I say you don't need to watch Raw, Dave. Because that's at least what they were doing. Was just, show. Yeah, they were just rebooking the same matches over and over and over and over for at least the main event. And the whole point of this War Games was, fuck it, they're done. Finally. God. Um, yeah. That show. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the big news of the weekend going into the uh, beginning of the week. CM Punk back in WWE. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, I think he's going to punch. Let's see. Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves Rey Mysterio. They had a good feud. Maybe Logan Paul. To be fair, Logan Paul has a punchable face. Oh my god, I just thought CM Punk good. versus Logan Paul. We're gonna get that. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's gonna be such a good like promos and matches and shit. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh the future has many great things in store. Hey, um, on the plus side yeah. though, now now we get to we get to benefit in having some CM Punk uh, thumbnails and get in on some of that uh, clickbait. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. finally back. Yeah, we yeah. can throw him back in the thumbnails. Where is he for this one? Oh no, no, we're definitely getting a short out of this, and he's going to be in the thumbnail for that. You should put like. I know Dave said it should be one of our best faces, but I think it should be both of our best faces and then like an angry CM Punk in the middle for a <laughs> thumbnail. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone out there, don't forget to give us a like, uh, comment down below what you think uh, CM Punk is going to give us. Uh, how long will he last? What will, will his uh, feuds be? And how will AEW uh, respond? Um, yeah, don't forget to subscribe too. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this. Three guys from uh, Pacific Northwest talking about wrestling, eating hot food. What more can you love? No more hot food. I don't love that. So, so are you are you into the uh, the the uh, the woo idea then? I'll chug one per fucking segment if it means I don't gotta do more <laughs> spicy food. Like fuck. Yeah, those death nuts were for real, dude. I still have two left. I know you do too, but like, yeah, these are the hot ones. This is pain sets in, and this is the death nut. We have not had the death nut. Um, yeah, I've got the a whole only kind of ice cream downstairs. I'm probably gonna do that and then go shit fire for a few hours. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Cool. Uh. Yeah. We got. Let's see. Dynamite coming up on Wednesday. Um, yeah, anything we'll probably yeah the first um, for the next surely. three continental classics so it's um roosh and briscoe moxley mm. and lethal and jay white and swerve but i don't i don't know much else yeah jay white swerve yeah I'm into that. oh that was one thing too i know we're kind of wrapping it up but uh uh, I think I was busy sweating out death nuts. Did you mention the uh, the little promo or the montage they did about the gold block winners? I loved it. That was awesome. I, I had right here in my notes. I think I was too busy crying like a bitch. Uh, well edited, good music, good storytelling. Uh, immediately made me way more emotionally invested for the whole for the rest of the tournament. So I hope they keep doing those every week, just recapping the the other bracket. I genuinely, this might be controversial. I don't want Swerve to win this. I want, like, this would be a good thing for Jay White to win. Give him a big win over, like, Brian Danielson in the finals. Um, I, I maybe just have Jay White cheat to win the whole way. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. In, in theory, in practice, I might not. But at least right now, that's not a bad pitch. Yeah. Yeah, him or Garcia, like any one of the underdogs that really needs the rub, I think would be the the, the way to go. Build new Brody, stars. Brody King got a first big win. Maybe yeah. him. Yeah, I do like how every match, you know, mattered in the tournament. So uh, added those extra stakes to everything. So. Yeah, well, we will be coming at you uh, with a Dynamite review probably Friday, maybe Friday morning. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Uh, All right. Nope. Eat Death Nuts. Don't eat Death Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Use your duality cool. of man for the night. <laughs> Um, cool. Hope you, hopefully you all enjoyed the show and yeah, tune into grapple sauce. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.